up, guys? You're listening to Confessions of a Gym Rat, getting you through the 9 to 5 as healthily and happily as possible. Happy Monday. Okay, before I go any further, I need to tell you guys, obviously, this week is Memorial Day and Memorial Day weekend. Next Monday is Memorial Day. I am seeing Taylor Swift on Sunday night. So I'm not going to have next week's episode up and ready like first thing in the morning Monday because I want to talk about that and I want to get like the whole recap and I'm probably not going to be home until midnight, like no pun intended or anything. So I plan on recording the episode on Monday and it'll be released sometime later in the day Monday. So just just bear with me on that one. That that gives us a nice little, little segue though. I mean, it's so Memorial Day weekend is obviously this week and if you guys have been following along, with just my my life and everything, I am pretty local to the Jersey Shore. So, like, the kids from my high school, like, I don't really hang out with them, but the kids that I went to high school with, like, they go to those towns year-round. So when Memorial Day weekend hits and me having gone to a state school, Rutgers, everyone just infiltrates our area the entire summer. And then it's like, I'll go out to a bar and I got to worry about seeing people from elementary school, people from high school, people from college. So yeah, it's going to be a rude awakening last week, actually. So I, I talk about my friends a lot on here, but I feel like sometimes I don't give them names and, and that makes it harder for you guys to connect. So I got my two girlfriends from home and me and my friend Amy went out this past weekend and it started off like we were like, Oh, we're just going to get a drink in Asbury and then we'll see like we can go out there or whatever and we didn't really realize that people local like people that we grew up with were already starting like the full send to the actual shore bars like the Parker House and DJs and Jenks and all that stuff so we ended up running around half of Monmouth County I would say and it just I'm just not ready for the summer some of the things that we First of all, if you're visiting New Jersey, like if you're visiting here, if you want to go out down the shore, don't go to DJs. Even if you live here, don't go to DJs. Why is anybody ever going to DJs? But But that being said, where did I go this weekend? To DJs. And let me tell you, sitting at 24 years old right now, I think this might be my third, like the third time I went to DJs and I won't be back this summer. I will not be back at all. We, me and Amy found, we, we made a few new friends that aren't from here. They were visiting to like play minor league baseball or whatever. And they were looking around and they were like, this is exactly what we thought New Jersey would be like. And I was like, all right, well, if you're going to come from out of state, like you can't come to DJs because it's everybody that goes to DJs is, there's two types of people. There's the one that were like New Jersey, Monmouth County specifically raised. And then there's the ones from Staten Island that come down for the summer. And all of them have thick Italian slicked back hair, gold chains that are way too large, probably with the cross on it, even though they haven't been to church since probably Christmas, maybe Easter. And they talk like, how you doing? Like, how you doing? Can I buy you a drink? Where are you from? Where are you from? I'm not even joking. Like, I'm not like if you want to go see Snooky and all that, then go to TJ's. But if you don't, then. Oh my God, don't go there. Um, nonetheless, though, it, it does make for exciting stories. I think it wasn't that bad this weekend because 
is before Memorial Day, but you will not catch me anywhere near that last week. We pulled up to the first bar we went to and we're giving our IDs like we haven't even got in yet. And some guy just looks straight at Amy and goes, I hope you get in because I'd so buy you a drink if you did. And then leaves, leaves the bar, leaves the bar. And we're just at this point, I don't call it jaded. I don't over it over it. So we just sat there. I think Amy gave not even a facial expression back. I'm cracking up because her, her response was just pure annoyance, but that's what we have to look forward to this summer. It's always a fun time going to Amy's house as well, because I grew up and it's just me. Like I, I grew, when I grew up, it was just me and my brother really. But Amy has a whole slew of siblings in various age ranges. She's got so many animals, ducks, dogs, and her, and of course they're all doing like, like the, if the animals have to behave like they're separate children as well. So it's, I, I always love going there because it's so different from like the quiet house that I grew up in. You never know what you're going to get. But we, we also have, so if you're from the Monmouth County area, I guess this will make a little bit more sense, but there is this coffee place, I guess that's what you're going to call it. It's called Rook, and it's only in my area of New Jersey. And when it first became popular, it was like the big like white girl thing, like take a picture of your Rook, and I still do it, okay? Like I still do it because I need to spread the word on how fa- fantastic it is. Um, but Amy and I have the same car, so the two of us in our matching white Jeeps pulling up to go get coffee on a Sunday morning was just the most ridiculous. Like I, I was texting my friend about it. And he's like, make sure you put it on your Visco too. And I was like, yeah, this is uh, <laughs> this is a bad look. Um, anyway, though, I have, I feel like I have so much that I want to talk to you guys about this week. So I do want to keep the intro short because if you have not been living under a rock, then you know that there's some Vanderpump drama going on right now. And I am so invested in it. And I'm I'm so thankful for you guys. I had multiple people DM me this week being like, I cannot wait to hear you talk about this. Like, I cannot wait for your opinions. Like, let's talk about it. And I was like, thank God, because I was going to do it anyway. I can't possibly keep these to myself. So I'm happy that you guys find value in it. Um, so I'm going to go... Should I go into, you know what? I'll just go into that right now. It doesn't even need to be its own segment. If you don't know what Vanderpump Vanderpump Rules is, let me give you a quick little one-on-one. There's this woman. Her name is Lisa Vanderpump. She's from England, but she's she's been a Beverly Hills housewife since I think like the start of Housewives. So that's how she really became famous, like the public eye. She's known for being a very successful businesswoman. Her and her husband own a ton of restaurants. She decided to make a, or I guess Bravo decided to make a TV show, a reality show about her restaurant in West Hollywood, sir, and all the staff that works there. Because listen, if you're, I guess, very similar to New York, if you're in the West Hollywood area and you're waitressing or serving, the odds are you don't want to be a server. Like there's something else like acting or music, something else you're working towards. So this show has been on for 10 years now which by the way is insane. Like I started watching it like two months ago and it starts in like the year 2013. So the way that girls were dressing was hysterical, like 
hysterical. But anyway, that's the basis of the show. There are some people that are originals that are still on it, and there's some that have moved on with their lives. And before I get into the drama, I need to say I had this realization this week. Because I've been, I started watching Vanderpump because I heard all the drama going down. Like they were talking about it on Chicks in the Office. And I was like, all right, the whole world is exploding over this. I need to start watching this show and understand what the heck happened. So I had this realization that I am the type of girl who would date Jax Taylor. And that's not a good thing at all. I was just sitting there and. Listen, if you don't know who Jax Taylor is or what he's done, I'm not going to explain it to you. You go look it up. But I was like, God damn it, Liz. You are the type of girl that would not only date Jax Taylor, but go back to him repeatedly. And that's not, that's not good. So that's just something that we need to work on (laughs) by ourselves. Um, But a little lowdown on the drama. In case you're not aware, but I'm assuming if you are listening to this that you know what the heck is going on. Um, how should I explain this in an easy way? Okay. There, there's this couple, Tom Sandoval, and he's dating this girl, Ariana Maddox. They've been dating for 10 years now. Ariana has like a history of depression and then just a lot of bad things have happened to her. And she's decided she doesn't want marriage and she doesn't want children, but they basically like, they were life partners. They have a house together. They've been together for 10 years. Tom owns two restaurants with Lisa Vanderpump, like Lisa Vanderpump gave them the opportunity. He owns Tom Tom and Schwartz and Sandy's with Tom Schwartz. So there's two Toms, hence Tom Tom. There's this guy who's been on the show for quite a few years now too. His name is James Kennedy. He's a DJ. He brought in his own drama, but he started dating this girl, Raquel, who we're now we're referring to as Rachel because that's her real name, out of respect for Ariana. They were engaged. They're not engaged anymore. And basically, after season 10, after this whole thing was wrapped up, like a week before they were going to shoot their reunion, it came out that Rachel and Tom Sandoval were having an affair for seven months in plain sight. So Bravo, basically when this happened, they were like, holy shit, whoever thought that you were on vacation, you're not Get the cameras. We're going back to the studio and we are filming what the fuck is happening right now. So I didn't, I haven't really watched all of season 10 yet because I'm on the end of season eight, but I knew what was going on. And I had to tune in last week to the season finale because they took everything, like everything that was going to be the finale, scrapped it and started filming stuff in March when everything happened. Um, It was really really foul like really foul how Ariana found out um I don't even like I I don't even want to say how like you could look it up it's it's everywhere but I watched the finale and then I went into a watch what happens live rabbit hole because I have Peacock and I watched Ariana I watched Schwartz which was so bad like so bad I watched Lala. I started to watch James. And then I think like, I think it was like 1230 in the morning. And I was like, Liz, you, you have to go to bed. Like we can't be doing this right now. I was absolutely disgusted by the finale. Like I, I was 
disgusted. I was horrified watching it. It first of all, Ariana is such a strong human and we've seen she like when she first came on the show, her dad died while they were filming. Um we've seen her come to terms with her sexuality. We've seen that she battles with clinical depression. But she is such a strong woman. It's rare that you actually see her break down. When she went to Lisa's house on the finale, that is the first time I've ever seen sobs out of Ariana. I like the even like the opening when she was in her house and Tom's just like upstairs and then comes down and is like, do you need anything? And she's like, for you to die. Like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. And Tom, it sucks because in real time, I'm watching season eight right now and Tom's not perfect. None of them are by any means. But I don't dislike him, you know? It's like, he's got his little quirks. Like he likes to flat iron his hair and he showed up to Jax's wedding prepared with even tampons. And it's like, I wanted to like him. But this is absolutely disgusting. And what was even more disgusting was the scene. I think everyone can agree. The scene when he went to Rachel's house was horrific. First of all, I know that they probably did it for filming reasons, but I didn't want to see that. I don't need that on TV. It made me so severely uncomfortable. Even for him to be like, how are you holding up? And then for them to be like, oh, like, we can't kiss because there's cameras around. And Raquel's like, hee, hee, hee. Oh, Rachel. Sorry, whatever. I was like, this is disgusting. This is disrespectful. This is distasteful. We should not be seeing him in her home. We don't need to film that. We should not be, like, encouraging and enforcing that right now. But then you see him go to Lisa's and break down to the point where he was like, he was like dry heaving, like hyperventilating, like being like a holy shit, like what did I do type of thing. And if I was Rachel watching that back, because right now she's all like, we don't know where the future's going to take us. Like we're not dating right now, but we're going to have to sit down and figure out like what it is because we have a genuine connection, blah, blah, blah. Um, for if I was her and I saw that the way that Tom was literally like convulsing, being like, what did I do? What did I do? Like, I fucked everything up. Like, what the hell did I do? I would be like, okay, love bubble popped. You clearly had like a midlife crisis or something. I don't want to be with anyone who's like convulsing over. I mean, I guess it's better than him not feeling like you don't want to date someone who doesn't feel bad about cheating, but I would just be turned off. Like I'd be like, you know what? This is not my time. This is not my moment. It is not about me, but she's all like, yeah, we have a genuine connection. So we're going to figure it out, but we can't kiss because there's cameras around like you dumbass. She's so painfully stupid. Like I can't even explain how stupid she is. I feel like when the show started, it used to be funny. Like Jax was stupid. Like, Kind of like in a Tr- Teresa Giudice way, but no, Rachel is actually stupid. Like Teresa can flip it on and she could be a badass bitch when she wants to be. And listen, she like wrote some cookbooks. Like she might not know little things like pop culture references and common phrases, but Rachel is just dumb. There's like, I and then I was watching the whole like, do you guys want to come to my puppy party? 
something like back what was that like season six or season seven and she just plays this like I'm so innocent I'm a pageant queen people think I'm really stupid but I have a college degree no she's actually stupid like I'm actually I do question her intelligence and not gonna lie I know a lot of pretty stupid people that have still gotten their college degrees Personally, I thought it was, it made me severely uncomfortable, but I was glad to see that scene of Tom like breaking down. Like we know that Tom, Tom Sandoval can break out the tears whenever he wants to. This guy cries at literally anything, but I've never seen him shake and, and hyperventilate and like dry heave in the way that he was. And I was like, good, honestly, good. The problem is that he's been, if I were him, I would have shut the fuck up and not done any press on it. I would have done no interviews unless it was to apologize to Andy Cohen's face. But instead he goes on Howie Mandel and tries to defend himself saying that the relationship was done. Ariana knew it was done forever. Like, no, I, I don't know. I mean, that I don't know. I know that life has to go on too. And that he's had the, these tour dates scheduled since before he knew it was going to come out in public, but just seeing him like post like, DC, you were amazing tonight. Like, I'm kind of like, dude, read the fucking room. Like this shit is airing right now. Like read the room. You want to make a story about it, make a story about it, but shut, like shut up. Cause you're not doing better than Ariana right now. I, I don't know how I feel about Schwartz. I know a lot of people that don't like Schwartz and they're like, he needs, like, I think he needs to grow up definitely. But I always took him as like, he just really cares for everybody. And then I listened to Jackson Brittany on Melissa Gorga's podcast and Jack's explained Schwartz basically spends like 90% of his life being uncomfortable. He's like, he turns it on for the camera. Like he makes his jokes and his little confessionals, but he doesn't know how to act and he hates conflict so being on reality TV, like, is not the best thing for Schwartz. I, I get why it, it puts him, I think it needs to go back to Sandoval being like, how could you put Schwartz, your business partner and your best friend in this position? He's so close with Ariana, but Tom, like, Tom and Tom are ride or dies with each other. And it goes into the fact that they have businesses together as well and a new business that just opened. I would feel very stressed out if I was Schwartz, not knowing what to do, like, is it your place? Is it not your place to say something? And I keep going back and forth with myself and I don't think we'll ever get a straightforward answer out of him. If he really did give Sandoval the ultimatum. Um, personally, before I watched the episode, I was on the side of, if I was Schwartz, I would have been like, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to know. Uh, you're putting me in an uncomfortable situation. Here's my piece of advice. You should tell her, but I, it's not my place. But then I heard that he was FaceTiming Rachel from Schwartz's house and like Ariana would check their location and like they would be there. And that did, that's like, that's like accessory to murder. You know what I mean? Like if you know he's doing that in your home, like that's when you got to draw the line and be like, you got to like, if you're going to do this, like it cannot be in my space. Like that's where I think Schwartz fucked up. And then the lying, the trying to people please, because that's what he is, Schwartz, a people pleaser. 
He should have just came out and been like, I knew about it that this time I covered for him because I just didn't know what to do. Um, I don't think he handled the situation correctly, but I don't think he had bad intentions. I think that he was severely uncomfortable. I don't think he should have went on what happened. Watch what happens live. He was sweating and like literally like glistening in the face, like both red and white at the same time. He brought weights for his hands and then showed them off like, dude, Schwartz, if you're going to do that, they they could have easily went up his jacket sleeve and nobody would have known. It was it was weird. And he and then he ended with, you know, if you see Sandoval on the street, give him a hug. All right. Listen. I don't think that people that don't know him, like people like you or me that don't know Sandoval and Ariana personally, I don't think that we should be attacking him on social media or in person. Um, I think that it's very easy for people to get lost in like the whole fan crowd and not realize, hey, yes, he did a shitty thing, but he is a real person. And just because he does, did a shitty thing doesn't mean we deserve to bully him to the point of depression and possible self-harm. Like I'm not a proponent for that at all but I think that's what Schwartz should have said and left it out there and not to give him a hug because he's down bad of course he's down bad he deserves to be down bad nobody put him in this position but himself I loved seeing Ariana on watch what happens live I love that she has a new man I love that people have been so kind to her during this time she is truly one of the most badass people I've ever seen come across TV and I have utmost respect for her, but I also know how hard it is for her. I also respect her and think that she's a lot stronger than I because they were together for 10 years. Still living in the same home until they can sell it and get rid of it. She did not even consider going back to him or forgiving him. And that shows a real strong woman who loves herself because I don't know what I would have done. In that situation, I don't know. But now there's all these rumors popping up that Rachel is pregnant and has been hiding with her aunt. I forget where in like Tuscan or something. So I'm very interested to see where that comes. This I just heard of it yesterday. I think it was a little weird that she said she was going to a facility. Like she's just dumb and a bad person. Like I don't think she's doing anything. I think she dropped off the face of the earth on purpose and said that she was in a facility for a reason. And the fact that she's still mailing Sandoval stuff is absolutely horrific and disgusting. And she does need to actually go to a facility or just learn how to not be a shit ass person and get some brains inside of her head. But if she's pregnant, that is bad and she can't hide it forever. So we're going to know. I'm very interested to see how the reunion goes. I heard that it gets insane. I don't think that Sheena punched Raquel and the whole, like the tiny little scrape. And she's like, it hurts. Like it hurts a lot. I'm like, girl, shut, like not respectfully, shut the fuck up. You have a scrape on your face. Who? Like, I, I have no pity for you, nor do I think it hurts at all. I'm very interested to see how the reunion goes, and I will be talking about it going forward. But those are my Vanderpump thoughts for the week. Wait, actually, I lied. Okay, I have one more comment, I promise. 
This is the last one. If anybody stumbles across the mug that has James Kennedy on it with the quote poo-poo heads, both of you are poo-poo heads, please send it my way. I would love that. There is nothing. I said this to my cousin the other day. I might have said it on the podcast already. There is nothing more demeaning and degrading than getting insulted by James Kennedy. And listen, I don't, I don't, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't think that he's like a great person. I think he's done very disrespectful things and I don't condone, condone his behavior, but for entertainment purposes, when he insults someone, it is fucking hysterical. I have not been able to stop saying pump teeny for the past week. Thank you, white Kanye. Okay. <laughs> now I'm done. Now I'm done for real. Um, I want to jump into this week's episode, but I feel like so much has gone on that I didn't talk to you guys about. My brother graduated college this week, so that was honestly a really boring event, but Teresa Giudice was there, and I started watching watching Housewives of New Jersey this year. I knew, obviously, like I think everybody knew that like Gia Giudice went to Rutgers. She was like on my spring break trip. I never really knew her. She seems like a nice gal. Um, but to piss my brother off on purpose, like I was texting him like, oh my God, Teresa's here. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like I see her. I see her. And he's like, stop, like stop being a fangirl. I'm like, oh my God, look, look, I could see their whole family. Look, I see Louie. Oh, look, there's Teresa. And he's like, stop. Like, and like big sister embarrassing him. Like, he's like, you need to stop being a fangirl right now. I'm like, why? Like, should I go and ask her for a picture? Um, but in reality, honestly, it was pretty cool because I'm so deep into housewives. Um, and then I just see her on Instagram, like, hi girls, like Gia's graduating today. I can't do her voice. Um, dang, I would have loved to talk to her in person. She seems like she could give me a good laugh, but I didn't for the sake of not embarrassing my brother, because I think he has mutual friends with Gia and I don't need him to go out on a bang of your big sister is embarrassing. Okay. I guess that's all I'll, I'll bore you guys with for this week. I, we're officially in errors mode. I have my midnight's nails on, which I didn't do on purpose. Okay. Wait, I have to tell you guys about this. Hold on, hold on. One more thing. So every time before I go to the nail salon, I look on Pinterest or Instagram, um, for inspiration. Like what are people doing? You know, this is a normal thing. So I was like, ooh, you know, I'm really into like the electric blue color right now. Maybe I'll just do like a French because my nails are pretty long and it'd be pretty thick. So I walk into the nail salon, my nail guy, Tom. He go, I know it's like, Tom's like a trigger word right now, but whatever. He goes, happy TGI Friday. I go, yeah, Tom, happy TGI Friday, sure. Um, and we're sitting down and... He's like, oh, you got it. Like, what color are you going to do? I said, blue. I said, can I do French? And he looks at me and goes, oof, I'm going to do ombre. I'm going to do ombre and we're going to do sparkles on top. And I said, go crazy. Honestly, go crazy. If this, if me paying the extra $10 for ombre, even though you're the one that suggested it, makes you happy and makes your work day better, I'm for it, Tom. Let's go crazy. Uh, so we're sitting there and he's starting my nails or whatever. And he's like, oh, you got any summer plans? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to Costa Rica in two weeks. What about you? He's like, no, I can't go anywhere. I have a six-month baby, a six-month-old baby. I said, oh, my God, that's that's awesome. That is so cute. And he goes, yeah. 
are you going to get married? And I go, sure hope so. That's the plan. And he goes, oh, you, you probably put your career first, right? And I go, yep. That's the reason. Tom, um, he's hysterical. I, you, the relationship you build with your nail tech is amazing. But anyway, I'm so glad he did what he did because he airbrushed on the blue so it's like ombre and then he put sparkles on top of it. And I got in my car and naturally I put the Eras Tour set list playlist on because I am in full Eras mode. And I was looking at the Midnight's cover and I was like, holy shit, he gave me Midnight's nails. He didn't even know where I was going. This was in the cards. Call it what you want. No pun intended. If you didn't get that joke, sad. Um, But now I have little Midnight's nails and I'm super, super excited to go to the concert next week. Um... But that's enough. I just rambled on for a half hour about my life. So we have an interview today. Let's get into this week's whole entire ensemble, if you will. I don't know if that was the right term I was looking for. It is kind of hard for me to pick highlights this week. I feel like, I mean, the health and fitness side, I was kind of going back and forth. But I did, I had so many great moments in this past week, just in regular life that I was like, oh my God, I pick one. I, like, I had a great time with Amy, but then I was like, you know, I already talked about that. I'm going to give my non, I, I normally, I'm switching it up. I'm going non first. I'm going to give my, no. Oh my God. Okay, this is kind of messed up of me. I was going to say I'm going to give my non-health and fitness related highlight to the fact that my baby brother graduated college because that is such a momentous event and this is like a a great accomplishment but then I remembered that my autographed Jonas Brothers the album vinyl came and that's the highlight of this week period period it was only $40 including shipping I got the vinyl and then I got a poster with the three of them signed I made the executive decision that the signed poster is going to stay inside the vinyl sleeve because I can't afford to get into the rabbit hole of putting posters on my wall again otherwise it's going to be 2008 and I'm we can't like we can't go back there that chapter is closed but having Nick Jonas's autograph is the high I'm sorry to my brother congrats and what you did was a great thing but I have Nick Jonas's autograph and that is very important uh let's think non-health and fitness related you know what I'll say uh Me and John, the guy who owns my gym, are putting together a little series of glute-based exercises and little ways to tweak your exercises or use machines in the gym optimally to target your glutes. So we started filming that this week, and I think he's aiming a post every Wednesday. It's going to be a short little series. And I'm always preaching to you guys. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm learning. Everybody should be learning. There's none of us that know everything, even for as long as I've been doing this. And I took some tips from him this week. We were getting ready. He was like, uh, all right, let's do RDLs. I'm like, okay. And he's like, so do you know how to make it more glute-based? And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I just do an RDL one way. He taught me the way that I've been doing RDLs, really sticking my butt out, will put more tension on the glutes, which is normally what I want anyway, but that's okay. If you kind of keep your butt a little bit more tucked in and just go more down rather than down and back – that'll put more tension on your hamstrings. So I tried that the way that he was saying was hamstring based. And I felt, I felt it from my hamstring all the way down to my calf. And I never knew that. 
I mean, it's like, it's not like one doesn't use the other. They both use hamstring and glutes, but I didn't know that there were, that I was doing it in a way that was optimizing glutes. I just had no idea. We're all learning. So that was my health and fitness related highlight. It was super fun to film, but I walked away with a nice little tip. So I was trying to think of what I could give you guys today that wouldn't be too, too long and in-depth and like educational heavy since we have an interview. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to talk about the foods that I specifically eat when I'm cutting because I, it's very important to me that when I'm in a cutting phase that I'm not starving. Like I don't want to feel like I'm starving myself and barely eating, you know, like that's not sustainable and not really healthy. So over the years, there's been little switches in brands or foods that I've made. So I was like, let's sit down and let's go over some of my keys, like my key food. And I'm not going to be saying like eggs, chicken, like no shit. I'm talking specifics where you could go to your grocery store and like know what, like specifically look for this thing. Everybody loves a good hot dog or hamburger during the summer. Don't deny, if you're American, at least, don't, don't lie. You know you like one or the other. Personally, I'm a hamburger girl. I love the taste of hot dogs, don't get me wrong. Um, I, I just think about them too much and it really freaks me out. So I thought this week I'll make turkey burgers. One thing that I always get when I'm getting meat is I get the breast. So I got turkey breast, like ground turkey breast, and I'm going to make it myself. Uh, it's just there's less fat, more bang for your buck, you know, a little bit less calories. But I bought the 647 buns to go with it. So they're lower in calories. They're like 90 calories each. I don't really care about the carbs because I'm not going to sit here and tell you um, to buy like it's, I think it says like keto on the label, but we're just going to ignore that. It's more for just them having 90 calories per bun instead of, what are they, 130, something like that. So six, four, seven products, bread products are really awesome. And kind of following that little bread theme, I have been eating the Thomas brand 100 calorie English muffins for years. My go-to breakfast I think like when I'm home and I have time to cook, I'm not like going to work, is scrambled eggs or an omelet, something like that, with some sort of carb on the side. So in the past few months, I've been doing like sourdough bread or like a bagel when I'm uh, bulking. But now that I'm cutting, I have an English muffin. So it's the same size as any other English muffin, but it's just a little bit less calories. And those have been a staple. You could even put like, you could put like an egg white and some cheese on it for a little snack sandwich something like that. They're a go-to. They're a staple. Since, so that's two. I'm trying not to go too fast here because I don't want to overwhelm you guys. Let's go into the frozen treat department. That's what we'll do next. I'm a huge fan of Enlightened. Halo Top, not really my thing. I like the white chocolate macadamia nut Halo Top. Um, but that's because it's the, again, keto one cringe. That's like a trigger word for me, but it just, it's not as icy as the other halo top. So that's why I specifically like that one, but I'm a huge fan of the brands NYX and Enlightened, and they have so many other products. I know Enlightened has like the cones, kind of like the drumsticks. Those are super good. They make bars. Like I just got one today. That's almond chocolate covered vanilla bar and it's like 120 calories, like six or seven grams of protein. 
And then Nick's makes bars too. They're small, so they're not super big, but I got the little 50 calorie strawberry ones. I'm a huge ice cream girl. You guys know this. And when I come home from the beach, all I want is ice cream or something like that. So these have a little bit more protein and a little bit less calories. And I'm also saving some money having them in the house instead of getting ice cream every time I have a craving. So yes, they might have sugar and stuff like that. And they're not like dairy free, but I feel like I've said this to you guys before. Ice cream is one thing I will not deny myself in life. I'm not sitting here telling you it's healthy for you and that it's good for you, but it makes me so happy that it is not something that I will ever be cutting out of my life. So I love those in the summer. They also have, I think it's called whole fruits. I think that's the brand. Um, they have little like, I don't know, 60, 70 calorie fruit pops, but they're all natural sugar, like no added sugar in them. So sometimes when those are on sale, I'll get like the lime ones or mango, whatever, just because it gets hot. You know, when I go on my weekly run and I torture myself and I hate it so much and I come back inside really sad because I hate running, that is a nice little treat for me. So that's those are my frozen ice cream snack brands. So Halo Top, Whole Fruits, and NYX. Those are my go-tos. I'm trying to think. I don't really have like an organized way of going about this, I would say. One thing will go... You know what? Let me talk about coffee. So... I've been, I'll use the Califia Farms coffee creamer because there's no, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sucralose in them. You know, you could get the sugar-free coffee creamers and stuff and they're like half the calories of regular, but sucralose will make you, sucralose retains gas. And I found that, that I was just having a little bit too much in my diet and it was making me like actually physically uncomfortable. So I use Califia Farms. I Right now I got the almond and coconut milk blend. So it's not necessarily creamer, but I don't know. I mean, when I go to Starbucks, Dunkin' or whatever, I get milk in it. I don't get like a specific creamer. And that one is 45 calories per a cup. So not a bad deal. I'll probably put like three-ish ounces in because I'm trying to work on getting my coffee a little darker. I have had dark black coffee. This year, I had it in LA like a few months ago. Um, it wasn't anything special. Like it was just regular coffee. I think I was like too nervous to ask for a creamer or something. I think I just spazzed out. And it wasn't bad. But if you asked me like a year ago, it would it would be an automatic no. I probably wouldn't even try it. So I'm making progress in in the coffee department. I guess I guess I'll stay on this little dairy trend. Listen, I know that dairy is like. It doesn't always agree with us. Sometimes it can cause inflammation, but I'm not cutting it out of my life. To be honest, on a regular basis, I think the only dairy I really do get in is I have a Greek yogurt. Um, and then if I have cheese on whatever, like I'm eating, then that's that's really it for me. Because even like my Misfits bars, those are vegan, so there's no dairy. But in, I talked to you guys a few months ago. In the winter, when I'm bulking, I'll get the Oikos Triple Zero Pros. They're like uh, 120, 140 calories, something like that. And they have an extra five grams of protein in them. So they're 20 grams. 
in the summer, like when I'm cutting, I'll just do the regular Oikos triple zero. 90-ish calories, 15 grams of protein. I'll put some granola, some honey, some berries. You can make like a nice little breakfast bowl out of it. Um, another good brand is Too Good. I think they have 12 grams of protein, 80 calories. Personally, I think that the Oikos triple zero is a little, little thicker and a little bit more flavorful. So I like those instead. But Too Good also makes shakes, kind of like the Chobani shakes that I put on my Instagram reel like two weeks ago. They make little shakes too. So they're like 70 calories, 10 grams of protein. A few of them were on sale today for like $1.25. So I picked up three. And that's a nice little protein cap. Like if I'm laying in bed and I'm not necessarily hungry, but I'm like, I got to get my protein in. That's a nice and uh, easy way to have that go down. I'm trying, I'm trying to think snacks now. So from the ground is this brand. You've probably seen them in your health nutrition aisle or whatever at your grocery store. They have like cauliflower or butternut squash based snacks. Um, they're just like a little bit healthier. You know, you're getting some micronutrients in, but they actually make snack packs now. Like, you know, when you were a kid and your mom would get you like the little Cheez-Its snack bag and you'd put it in your lunchbox you know, I hope I just triggered a memory there. I don't know why, but the second example that I was going to say was Scooby Snacks. But we're just going to... Scooby Snacks are so good. All right, we're just going to move on. Um, they make, like, those portion, like, little bags. They're so easy to just put in your lunchbox if you're going to work. Or wherever, you just need a quick snack. So, um, that's one thing that I've been eating. I also... Last week, I discovered in Walmart, Hershey makes this these zero uh, zero sugar like little bars, like you know the little nuggets that they have. And when I saw it, I saw the dark chocolate one. I was like, oh my god, what crap is going to be in here? And besides sugar, and actually, there wasn't anything. I read it to my mom because my mom um, is super super conscious of what she eats. Like, I'm. I like to eat healthy and stuff, but my mom had a, she was sick a few years ago. So now she's very, very conscious of what she puts in her body. So I was like, ma, read these ingredients. Like, is this something that you can eat as well? And she was like, yeah, this is perfect. So the, we just got like, they're tiny little nuggets. They're going to be a perfect or going to be, I should say, I already kind of dove into them. They're a great after dinner treat. Like I have such a bad sweet tooth. After dinner, like, I need to have something sweet. I need to. And they're perfect. And they're not really not really too harmful. They're not heavy or anything. Just a little, little something sweet. You know, a little something sweet to go at the end. But honestly, as far as specifics go, that's really the only things that I kind of change up. Like, those things I'll specifically get when I'm cutting. Otherwise, you know, I make little swaps, which I've already talked to you guys about. Like I'll have egg whites instead of eggs or just, you know, decrease my portion sizes. Um, no barbecue sauce or anything like too cool. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know where, what direction I was going in with that, but those are specific things that I buy during the summer. And I kind of don't buy in the winter when I'm bulking and I want to get those extra calories in. Like if I want a hamburger in January, let's just say, for some reason, I'm not going to go and get the 647 bun because I, I want the one with more calories. You know what I mean? So 
those are specific food items that I eat while I'm cutting. Hopefully you found this useful. I'm going to put together a little slide deck or carousel, whatever the, whatever the youngins call it, on Instagram to kind of recap with visuals for you guys. Yay. Now I'm hungry. Ugh, maybe I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have one of those enlightened bars, the chocolate with the almond. I'm going to text him. I'm hungry. All right, everyone. I'm here with a very special guest today. I'm here with my friend, Amanda Almodovar. Did I get that right? Yes. Almodovar. <laughs> yes. There you go. Second time is better. I knew, the first one, I knew I wasn't going to say it. Almodovar. I knew I was going to say it wrong. Um, but I wanted to have you on the podcast today. So thank you so much for joining me. I know we haven't really known each other for too, too long, but I straight up, straight to the point, I think you're a badass. If you don't know anything about Amanda, I'll let her explain herself since she could do it better than me. Um, but you are an IFBB pro bodybuilder, but you also teach tiny humans for a living. I do. I do. do. A little bit of both, right? Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. So how would you, how would you describe yourself if somebody, to my listeners, give me your best elevator pitch. Who are you? Um, hmm. I am, I guess, someone who loves a lot and <clears throat> everything I do, I put all of myself in. So that when it comes to training, when it comes to teaching, when it comes to being with family, like I really just, someone, my close, one of my closest friends described me as like, Amanda, you don't do anything with like 90% or just hundred percent, you just do 110, like always. Aww. So it can be a good thing and a bad thing. Um, like I say that for most people, but um, yeah, I just, I love hard. I love family. I love my friends. Um, training is just awesome and teaching is awesome. So I love to be like well-rounded. I don't think that there's any avenue that I like put more effort in than any other pretty much. So so how did you, I'm, I'm sure some of my listeners probably know, but some of them don't. So I guess my first question for you is what is, what does IFBB stand for? Like being an IFBB pro, what does that mean? And what are the qualifications? Okay. So being a pro, well, IFBB stands for International Federation of Bodybuilding. Um, so as a pro, there's many steps that you need to go through in order to get there. Um, your first thing, like, let's say like you want to compete tomorrow and you say, okay, I want to get my pro card. I want to become a pro. You would have to compete in a regional show. Um, if you place in that regional show top five, you qualify to go to nationals. And then at nationals, that's when you compete for your pro card. So usually either one or two gets their pro card and then they can move on into their, um, you know, career as a pro, which is where I'm at right now. Thankfully in December, I got my pro card. Um, so yeah, super, super exciting. I'm very, very young in the game. So that excites me even more. Um, and so right now I'm just kind of like growing, recomping, really making sure that like I put on the size necessary in order for me to be competitive at the pro level, because, you know, I'm going to be a little fish in a big pond now. And, you know, (laughs) I just need to really, really focus and make sure that the growth that I'm making right now is going to be really beneficial and substantial in order for me to compete at that level and, and hang, you know? So, so what division are you figure? I'm figure. Yep. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure So I have a lot of, a lot of my listeners are people that are getting 
into the gym and stuff. Mm-hmm. So don't necessarily know too much about this space. So I know, but what is the difference between figure and somebody who does bikini? Because I feel like a lot of what we see on social media is just like the bikini girls, but there are mm-hmm. other divisions people might not yeah. know. Yeah, there's several divisions. So, and that goes for men as well. Um, but for females, <clears throat> it starts with bikini. Bikini is a very slender look, um, a lean look, but not too hard, right? Not enough, like not a lot of striations. They're kind of a little bit, be- you know, more full. And the focus is basically there on like very feminine as well as just like a good focus on the glutes um, and good proportions. And then if you move up to... Um, figure, or I guess you could say wellness would kind of be closest to bikini, uh, wellness. They're also looking for glutes, but they're basically looking for like your lower half to be just spot on. And your lower half is larger than your upper half. So they're still looking for obviously, you know, a good upper body, but like, they're more so like wellness girls have crazy huge legs. Mm -hmm. So that's actually a division that I did cross over in at nationals. Um, I had no idea who's going to cross over. It was literally like (laughs) three weeks before. And I had done a regional show. And the judges basically said that they wanted me to cross over. They thought that it would be a good suit for me to kind of see where I'm at. So I did. And then I placed third, which was literally awesome. I was like one spot away from a double pro card. So that was crazy. Um, I learned the posing in two weeks. So that was even crazier. Yeah. But um, it was a good experience. Wellness is really, really fun. And like those girls train their butts off. So Um, and then figure is the division that I'm in. So basically in figure, they're looking for symmetry. They're looking for, you know, femininity. They're looking for grace and posing. Um, But most importantly, they're looking for like an X frame. So they're looking for big shoulders, big quads, and just a really, really slim waist, um, which usually means a huge back. So a lot that they're looking for, but like it's, I think that it's a really, really beautiful division because it's kind of like that mix, like you said, of like badass, but like beautiful badass at the same time. Um, I like describe it as basically like a female action figure. Um, oh, like at like a pageant almost. It's so it's, it's really, really cool. Um, and then there's two more divisions. There's woman's physique, which is above figure, which okay. is even more muscular. Um, and at this point they like take their heels off and their, their posing routines are, um, barefoot. So okay. it's really, really pretty. Like it's a little bit more of a focus on like the arts and, and like, you know, act of posing. And then there's women's bodybuilding, which is even bigger. So it's, it's the really wide, like wide variety of like spaces where your body works and where your genetics work in order to fit that category. Um, And I know that a lot of people that are gym goers say like, oh, I want to compete, but they don't really know that there are many, many different divisions. There's many different things that they're looking for in order to score. Um, And it really, it really depends on your body and, and what it fits best. So, yeah. Wow. I didn't know that there was the to the last two, the bodybuilding. And what'd you say? Yeah. 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 About that. So how did you get, how did you get into all of this? And and when, like, how long have you been going at this? Cause if you, if people I'm sure are going to look at you on Instagram or something, but you're pretty jacked. at (laughs) Thanks. Thank you. (laughs) Um, yeah. So I have been a lifelong athlete. I played like softball, soccer, and basketball, all varsity sports in high school. I then went on to play four years of college softball at Mount St. Mary College. Um, So I was like their center fielder and, you know, first in the lineup and I loved it. But then like around my junior year of college, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to graduate next year. Like I'm not, I'm going to have to hang the cleats up. And then what, what am I like, what am I going to do? So I was always into like weightlifting and like training for the focus of being a performance athlete for softball. 
But then I really noticed myself like really taking love to how strong I was. I was like pretty fast on all my teams, pretty strong on all my teams. So I knew that there was something different there. And I actually met a friend at a gym. She was um, uh, competing in bikini and she was just like, you should totally try it. You know, like you have a physique that you, I feel like you could take it and go there. Um, so I was really between like doing powerlifting or bodybuilding. And so my college coaches were like, yeah, you're not powerlifting. Cause like, there's really a big risk of injury. Yeah. Yeah. So I tried to take the safer route, even though it's not, you know, it has its harmful effects as well. But, um, so yeah, I just started like my junior year, I started getting into a prep. Um, I did it like most people do. Like I didn't do it to the fullest. I wasn't the best of the best at the yeah. beginning. You know, I had a lot to learn. I was a young athlete. Um, but yeah, I, I did a first show my junior year of college and I fell in love. And then awesome. from there I've been doing it ever since. So that's like, I think my first show was at 19 and now I'm 25. That's pretty young. I so, love hearing yeah. people's like origin gym stories. Like, yeah. Especially seeing like how far, because now you have your pro card. Like I love hearing where people started and what got them into it. Yeah. And it's like, it's it's, so cool I don't know. It's back. Cool. Yeah. It's cool to look back and look at everything you've done. Um, But I talk a lot. I, I feel like I talk a lot about it on my page. And then I try to talk about a lot on my podcast that you and I, like you and I are similar in the fact that we do a lot with the gym and that takes up a lot of time, but we also still have full-time jobs. Mm-hmm. A lot of people kind of struggle to find that balance. Um, especially you're someone that has to go into work five times a week. Like there is no remote working for you. So how do you find time to go to the gym and not feel overwhelmed by yeah. it? Because I'm sure at this point you're probably like me, where it's just it's routine. Like you right. go, but a lot of people get overwhelmed at just finding the time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah it is hard I think that no matter what you do no matter how busy you are like there's always going to feel like there's never enough time (laughs) like even on days where you're doing nothing and it's a rest day and I'm just like all right I'm going to hang out in the house I'm going to lay down I'm going to do nothing the time goes like this yep so no matter what you're always going to feel like you don't have enough time um but for me I'm like very type a so I like to have everything like structured out everything's routine like Every day is Groundhog's Day for me. So once <laughs> I found that kind of like click, I was like, okay, so this is what I do and this is how I do it. So usually that looks like me waking up, obviously, in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm in prep, I do fasted cardio. So usually that would be like a 5, 6 a.m. wake up, basically, in order for me to do my cardio. And then uh, in order for me to like get ready for work, I try to look like a human. It's hard, <laughs> hard some Same. days. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I wish I remember like teaching remote. It was like, the best. Uh, yeah. I'd be like dress shirt on the top and like <laughs> yeah. pajamas on the bottom. People can't really tell how much makeup you have on. on yes. Yeah. yes, they can't tell how much of a mess you are. Oh, so no. it's like, I really miss being behind that screen some days. Yeah. And I love being with my students. But yeah. um, so yeah, like try and look like a human, show up to work, teach them all day. Um, and then after that, I usually... Like we're, you know, allowed to go at 345. I like book it out of there to go home. I um, make my next meal. Usually I have a lot of things prepped because it's just easier for me to be able to weigh things out and then eat and go. Um, So my life is kind of on the run. But um, then after that, I'll go train. So depending on how long I'm training, it's usually anywhere from like an hour to 
three sometimes if I'm doing like legs, which just takes longer and plus cardio. And then after that, it's basically like prep for the next day, go home, shower, make sure my meals are cooked and and wait out for the next day because I have to take my first two to work. Right. Um, But yeah, it's just like that revolving, like, like you said, like setting those routines that are in place to make it easier. Because if I don't have an opportunity to just grab and go, it's very easy to fail. I think that's the hardest. The hardest part is definitely getting yourself in the routine, but I live the way that you live where I'm very grab and go. Yeah. And that's why, I mean, every, like, honestly, any working adult is, Mm-hmm. And that's why fast food is so popular in America mm-hmm. because you can grab it and it's so cheap. So for me, I think that I, one thing that really helps me stay on track and just be like a healthy human being is meal prepping. And a lot of people think mm-hmm. that means, oh, you have to eat the same dinner every single day, but meal prepping can be as easy as, you know, just cook your, cook your chicken. Mm-hmm. on Sunday and then decide what you want to do with it like yep. the rest of the week yeah it's always better to be prepared um over prepared than under just because like you'll thank yourself later <laughs> you know so it's yeah. just it's just easier that way and plus you get more done that way I feel like and like your stress levels are lower so it's just when I'm not prepared I'm a different person than when I am so I I, I'm like I don't want to be that girl where I'm like overwhelmed anxiety stress so I'm like, let me just set myself up for success rather than failure. Yeah. So what do you do on the days? Cause I've, I've had days like this and I don't work with small people and I'm sure that working with children can sometimes just test you. It feels like you go in as a balloon and then when you, when you leave, <laughs> you're just inflated in the best type of way though. I'm just, yeah. it's funny. Yeah. I go in with my hair like all nice and then I leave with like my bun like on the side of my head. Like this was my day. Oh, what grade do you teach? Was it kindergarten or kindergarten? Oh my god. My best friend teaches kindergarten too in like a blended. She has great stories. Yeah, she'll be like, We we taught them the alphabet today. And I'm like, oh my god. It's, it's just real interesting. Oh my gosh. So what do you do or what do you tell yourself on the days where you just had it and you're like, I'm so freaking tired. All I want to do right now is go home from work and crawl into my pajamas. Yeah. Yep. So I do one of two things. Um, A, which is this, usually this is the case. Well, in off season, if I can structure it where like, let's say I'm, I really had a horrible day. Um, my rest day is either the next day or the day after that I'll switch yeah. Like if I know, if I listen to my body and I feel like it's really just, you know what I mean? I could just switch because tomorrow's my rest day anyway. So I'll just yeah. get some rest and then train on a better day. Um, but if that can't happen, then I really just kind of like, got to just do it. Like I, I, a lot of people are like, Oh, how do you stay motivated? And how do yeah. you just keep doing it? And I'm just like, I am not motivated all the time. Yeah. There is no one who is, there are not Olympians. There is not a Mr. Olympia. There is no one who is motivated all the time. Most of the time, perhaps I feel like I don't want to be there. Like some days I'm just, I'm in my head. I have things to do. I'm, I'm in my head mentally about how I look or how I want to look, or I don't feel strong that day. Like realistically, there are so many factors leading you away from that gym door. But I always say like the heaviest thing in the gym is the door. Once you walk in and you start and you get in that zone, you're literally so blessed and thankful for it afterwards. So on my worst days, I literally am just like, I will feel better when I leave here. Even if 
I, you know, it's not up to par as to what I thought it was going to be. I'm going to feel better that I accomplished it. I, I checked the list off. I did what I was supposed to do. You know what I mean? Because you're just going to feel worse if you if you don't. And then it always comes like, oh, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. And that's when people fall off their journeys. I love that you said that because that is the number one thing I say. I say it to my clients. I say it to anyone who will listen to me. My my phrase or whatever is you're never going to leave the gym wishing you didn't go. Yep. And you're, you're right. There are days where I'm like, especially with the days that I work in person where I'm like, it would be so much easier right now if I went home and just crawled mm-hmm. into my bed and put on whatever show I want to watch. But once you get in there and once you start the workout, yep. you have your music in, you just fall, you kind of just fall into it. Mm-hmm. You know? And for me, it's like, once I get a good pump going, I'm like, all right, yes. keep a, going. a good pump will change anything. <laughs> Quote that. <laughs> it really will. Oh, it will. Good, a good pump and a good outfit. That's, yes. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, so one thing I wanted to ask you, because obviously, I mean, we met because we started doing some photo shoots together mm-hmm. and stuff. And I think that you put together a really good example of being someone who's strong and looks strong physically, but also is beautiful and feminine. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you get a lot of backlash um, because I know like there's people and like, I'm not the most jacked person on the earth, but I get it all the time from random people on the internet. Girls shouldn't lift weights or like mm-hmm. your arms are too big and stuff like that. Is that something you have experienced? Um, yes, it's thankfully throughout my career, like, and, and to getting where I am now, um, I've got, I've gotten more positives than negatives, but for sure I've heard things like it, it's so funny because I was working with black magic um, which is a supplement company, pre-workouts and all that stuff. And so I was working with them and I had done a photo shoot with Ty yeah. and, um, it was for black magic. I was in uh, the gym of iron revolution. I was shredded to the bone. I was like, I think like two weeks out of, okay. of my regional show or whatever. And, um, so I'm just like taking these pictures or whatever with the supplements or whatever. And so, uh, black magic used it as a Facebook ad. Mm-hmm. So literally within 24 hours, I saw it on my Facebook. It popped up. I wasn't looking for it. And I was like, wow. And I saw that it caught fire. It had like hundreds of comments on it and all that. So I'm like, all right, whatever. Let me look at the comments. When I tell you (laughs) there was comments like whose boyfriend is this? Like just, just, I wonder what, what, um, what she's running. Just like all this, this stupidity of like random, probably old men who are yeah. sitting at home on their couch, eating their Cheetos and really upset that I look the way that I do. So to like all girls out there or like who are wanting to have that muscle, who are wanting to have that look and are quote unquote scared to get too bulky. Um, nine times out of 10, the person who is giving you that, that like negative comment looks nowhere even remotely close to what you do. They do not work as remotely close to how hard you work. Um, and it's solely based off of jealousy or, you know, intimidation that you are, you have emasculated them. And as for women, it really upsets me when women get involved because we should all be, you know, loving each other and kindness and sweet harmony, but the world doesn't work that way. So I definitely have gotten, um, things like that before, um, I think I've always just kind of responded to them as far as like laughing because it's just genuinely I love the way that I look and that's all that matters and that's I like that you said yeah it's it's really funny how upset some people will get like genuinely frustrated 
with the way that you look nice like I I was I was looking through those comments and I'm like could you imagine in your brain taking the time out of your day you're so frustrated comment on this young girl's photo you're sir you are 50 please go to your children and like hang out with them or do something it's a like, good you reminder really... that you're a good person. Because you're like, <laughs> like, like, I can't imagine getting that worked up over the way. I know. Talks. I'm like, wow, I really upset Bob today. You did. You did. <laughs> Poor Bob and... is really pissed that I exist. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, whatever. I think a lot of girls, because I like how you said, like, there, I'm, I can, I can't even count the amount of times I've heard, like, that I don't train upper body because I don't want to look bulky or, like, I do this instead of that because I don't want to look bulky I don't think that people realize that to put on muscle mass and stuff Mm -hmm. it takes a specific diet and training plan and a lot of work in time you're not just going to pick up weights and eat your protein and grow massive shoulders nope (laughs) nope not for sure you're not a lot of people (laughs) think like oh if I you know weight train or if I train too hard or if I'm not always just doing cardio I'm gonna get bulky and I'm I don't want to look the way that those girls look and I'm like I, not for nothing you will not look the way that I look <laughs> yeah because I've been doing this for a certain amount of time and when I tell you I've been doing it intensely that means blood sweat and tears legitimately in the gym in front of everyone yeah like training in ways that I'm telling you are just gruesome and I'm still not where I want to be so for those girls who are thinking that that's what's going to happen, weight training is not automatically going to give you cap delts and a huge back. I wish it did because I'd be bigger than I am. But for those girls who are scared of that, like I really do say weight training is so beautiful. Like these, like just women in general, I feel like we are in this era now where like the muscle mommy era, like people are actually enjoying muscle on, on females and all that stuff. And I'm, I'm all about it because I'm just like, I wish this happened years ago when I first started and I wanted to be this and I felt uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I just feel like we're in an era now where people are more supportive. Yeah. I think social media has done a lot of good for that. Yeah. Where I I mean, especially on TikTok, because there's so many, I mean, there's so much harmful stuff that happens on TikTok too, but I've, seen a lot of people not necessarily sharing any workouts or anything but just showing themselves off in their athletic like muscular healthy bodies and more people are getting exposed to like that instead of you know the early 2000s where all you wanted to do was like be skinny and then Mm -hmm. there's phases where it's like all you wanted to be was curvy I think you're right that it this is I think girls are starting to realize in this day and age like it's trendy to be, to be strong. Yeah. I think it really popped off after COVID to be honest with you, because I think that everyone was like cooped up in their house, they're inside. And that's when we started like figuring out how to work out at home and people started recording themselves working out. And then I feel like when we all went back to the gym and gyms opened up because we had lost the gym, now it became everyone's every, like, I don't know a single person that doesn't at least have just a gym membership and go at least once a week. You know what I mean? Even your average people are still going to the gym and and training. So I like to see it. I'm happy about it. So long as people are being respectful. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. (laughs) But that's another thing. That's like a good point to touch on too. And I try and remind people, I like I'm at the gym five to six days a week. And like you said, like when you're training, you're putting like your blood, sweat and tears literal tears mm-hmm. into it but you don't have to go to the gym and be that extreme you mm-hmm. don't need to put your blood sweat and tears 
-hmm. into every single workout to be a healthy human being. Mm -hmm. I think it's what it's recommended 150 minutes of intentional physical exercise Mm -hmm. a week to be a healthy human being. I think a lot of people get overwhelmed with seeing like, you know, a lot of competitors or people like me who just post like that's really all I do because I don't have many other hobbies Mm -hmm. honestly everyone I always say like everyone has their niche right like just because I'm I am competing in an extreme sport doesn't mean that everyone else has to do that like it you need to just find your way of movement that makes you happy if that's yoga so be it if that's going for a walk so be it so long as you're moving your body in a way that's empowering you and making you a better person then that's your niche that's like your thing and so that's yeah yeah I tell that I have said that so many times on my podcast on my Instagram I love weightlifting that is like my number one form of exercise but one of my best friends loves bar I've Mm -hmm. said it a million times she's a huge pure bar person and she never pressures me to go and do pure bar I never pressure Mm -hmm. her to come to the gym because she's moving her body and Mm -hmm. she loves doing it so what is like what do I care yeah there's no right way to work out there's no like my way is better than yours there's nothing like that it's just if it makes you happy and it becomes therapeutic for you then that's what you choose because I I like go to a different place in my head when I'm training and Mm -hmm. that that's not the same for everyone. There's people who go in and they're miserable there and they can't stop. All they're thinking about is leaving the place. Mm -hmm. So you just have to find your environment where you're excited to keep growing in that space, whether that be anything sports or whatever it is. Is there any, is there anything else you do besides weightlifting? Like, is there any, what other forms of exercise do you enjoy? I guess like I love to do Um, yoga. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't do yoga. (laughs) Yoga is hard. It is hard. I am like, I I was humbled very easily with my aunt. My aunt's like a yoga instructor. So she was like, oh, try it with me. Girl, when I tell you I was sweating, I'm like, I was embarrassed. I like was sweating and shaking. You need muscular endurance. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when, yeah, as a bodybuilder, I'm trying to hold up myself in like a a pose where I don't even into. I'm like, yeah, this is just too much. I I mean, I love it was like calm and relaxing when I wasn't in the hard poses. Um, But I I used to love like hiking. I I just like being outside with friends, like going for walks are huge for me. Um, I don't do a lot of other things. I do spin, like spin class to me. It's so fun. It's so hard. It is hard. It is hard, but that's like one of my favorite things is like to just go to a good spin class. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just things like that to where I'm like able to move my body in different ways, just than the gym. Yeah. It, it get it does get tiring, and that's why people gym bounce too. Like I gym bounce often just because being in one environment can be like mm-hmm. very taxing. Yeah, I think a lot of people get a little bit like I've had people ask me before, like, "Don't you get tired of going to the same place every day?" And yep. I'm like, "Cool." <laughs> what have I done my whole life? Every day I went to elementary school and then mm-hmm. I went to middle school and then I went to high school and then I went to college classes and now I go to work right. every day. It's the same thing, but there's also so many gyms now are doing, you can get a day pass or a weekend mm-hmm. pass. Um, there's gym memberships where you can go to different locations. So you're right that the option is there. Mm-hmm. You want to switch it up. There's definitely no shortage of gyms yes. in the area. Yes, it's good to explore. It's always good for the mental just to get out of one spot. Yeah. So, yeah, I like doing, I'm trying now that it's getting warmer out and stuff to take advantage of doing more stuff outside, even if it's mm-hmm. like 
cardio. Like instead of doing 10 minutes on the Stairmaster at the end of my gym session, I'll go on a 20 minute walk at lunch or yeah. something. That's like getting vitamin D and fresh mm-hmm. air, especially when you're stuck working. It really it's does change your mood. Hard. I know. Do you it get any, how long do you get an hour lunch at work or I get 40 minutes. Oh, that's not that bad. So what do you normally yeah. do? Just eat and then. Yeah. Help? I literally just eat and I just chill. Like I am, I've just been, ugh, this year has been a lot. Because <laughs> the beginning of the year I like was in my prep for nationals and then I won my pro card. And then, so now it's just kind of been like reverse sighting. Then I jumped into my off season. So it's just been like a revolving door of just right things happening and stimulation right so like by the time I'm at my lunch break after talking all morning to my students and like being there for them I am like I just need to be in peace I literally look like a hermit I shut my classroom lights off and I sit there and I just eat my meal in silence and I'm telling you it's the most blissful 40 minutes of my life (laughs) and it's like it stinks because I like to hang out with coworkers and talk to them and things like that but then there's just some times where you're like I just need to shut off for a minute it's so because, funny how opposite yeah. our jobs are because I, I mean, I talk to people when I get on zoom, but otherwise it's like, you could hear a pin drop Yeah, in my office. So when it's time for lunch, I'm like, sweating. yes, I'm telling my friends everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I have been so quiet and sheltered this whole morning. I want to speak. Yeah. yeah. See, I wish that I had that. Cause I'm like, some days it's just like, it's a lot of stimulation. It is like, it's 19 little lives like needing me oh. and so it's, it's a lot. I like some days I just, I feel like a mom. Some days I feel like a nurse. Some days I'm, I'm nurse miss a, I'm teacher miss a. I'm like, there was this TikTok that like the teacher like changed her hat and there was like nurse, doctor, therapist, cheerleader. Like, and I'm like, we wear all of those hats. So by the end of the day, I'm just like exhausted. <laughs> like my drive home, I don't even play music. I'm like just 30 minutes of just I have had those days yep, yeah, where it's like a call me a psychopath, but I can't. <laughs> I can't take in anything else. Like yeah, my it's auditory. Too many things. Yeah. Seriously though, being a kindergarten teacher is such an important job. First of all, you couldn't pay me to get back into school and teach <laughs> one ever. But I, everybody remembers their kindergarten teacher. They do. I remember, like, don't ask me about what happened between like first and fifth grade because I'm yeah. not sure. I think at some point I learned long division. Yeah. But kindergarten I remember everything I I remember my teacher and I think like my teacher still remembers me like I've run into of her. course yeah you, you know such an important part like you're these people like my my best friend was explaining it she's a kindergarten teacher she's like these people have only been on the earth for like four or five years you're like the very first teacher that yes. they're ever going to have in the start of a what 20 year journey yeah. You literally set the foundation and it's, it's crazy. The things that I teach some days, I'm just like, it's not curriculum based. It's like life skills. Yeah. Like, so, like their brains aren't there. Like you have to teach them literally everything. They don't so know anything. Yeah. It's do not know anything. Yeah. And some days, like when I really put myself to think about what I do, it's, it's like all encompassing and overwhelming to think about the impact that you truly have. Um, so like, I try to make the best of that. I try to do what I can for them because everything I say pours out of them. Like they are literal sponges at this age. This is the most crucial time. Like they say a child before the age of eight, um, like anywhere from six to eight, pretty much, but like before eight years old, their brains are developing in ways that you will never be able to like unshape them or 
like those are the most crucial years. So like, I don't take that lightly. And it, it's just amazing to see like how much they grow. Like even my kids now, they're like so tall, they're so mature. And I'm like, what is going on? Like they they become humans into like after. And I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. But I, I love them. And as exhausting as some days it, it can be. And I know teachers around the world, if anybody's a teacher listening, like we are very undervalued and underpaid. And a lot, a lot, a lot of teachers are leaving because of that. I completely sympathize with them and I understand why they're walking out. Um, but then there are those strong ones that are still like trying our best to just continue to do what we love. And so that's, that's kind of hard with everything going on, you know? Yeah. I feel like that's a common theme where it's like, listen, I mean, I could sit here and be like, I feel like I'm underpaid at my job, which might be the case, but I'm not at the end of the day. Like when I get super stressed, I'm like, at the end of the day, like, this is what I'm dealing with. Like I'm telling my brother's going into insurance. And I told him, I was like, you're going to, there's days you're going to be really stressed. You're going to mm-hmm. want to pull your hair out. But at the end of the day, it's just insurance. Who mm-hmm. cares? Yeah. At the end of the day for you guys, this is the foundation of the rest of somebody else's life. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Just like hospital workers and stuff. And I give you guys all the creds because first of all, I just could not get back into school. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. My aunt, my aunt's a third grade teacher. So she was fifth oh, nice. for a while and then her school changed. So now she's a third grade teacher. And I guess the kids that she has now, their kindergarten was over Zoom. Oh. She was not prepared at how little they knew. Coming like she was like venting last week, like she was like, I can't believe the amount of shoes I had to tie. It's last week because she was like, This is not my job. And I was like, It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. I'm like, but I remember in kindergarten learning how to tie my shoes. Yeah. Practice in the hallway. And if you Mm -hmm. couldn't do it, you couldn't go to lunch until your shoes. That's great. Yeah, it's it's a lot of life skills that it's crazy to think about the things that you teach. It really is. And it's a very like physically taxing job too. Oh yeah. Because like, it's not like I have fifth grade where they're independent and and I tell them, okay, everyone, we're going home, like pack up. The buses are here. Like, no, my kids are, they need help cleaning up. Sometimes they need, like, I I just sound like a drill sergeant. (laughs) Like I feel like when we're lining up at the end of the day, because, and also just COVID took such a big hit on the world socially that the students that are coming in are, are just like, they're different. <laughs> like oh, they God. don't, they, they were like part of that COVID generation where like, they don't know how to act in school or, you know, so like that, those couple of years in between there where we had like Zooms and all that stuff, like that really was a detriment to like just the world. And so teaching that is like a whole different animal after COVID. I can imagine. I, those are the kids that I felt the worst for. During COVID, I was like, listen, I'm, I'm missing the end of college. And I was like, and that sucks, but I know how to use a computer. Yeah. So although I'm probably not getting the best education that it would be, and college is a very important time in your life, I know how to use a computer and I can mm-hmm. make it work. These mm-hmm. kids, like, I can't even imagine as a parent having to sit down and, and make sure that your child stays in front of a screen for X mm-hmm. amount of, I can't like, while doing whatever job they, I'm sure that they have to do, I can't even mm-hmm. imagine I'm like, thank God. God bless that, that 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 that's not the thing anymore because that time was rough. That was like emotionally taxing too, teaching through that because it was just hard. Like, I don't I know how you get people to pay too. attention on Zoom. Oh my God. When I tell you the things that I would see, 
just can't even begin. Like it just unmuting themselves, just calling out in the middle of me. Re- like, Miss A, look at my dog. Pulls the huge like Rottweiler. I'm like, oh my God, we're not talking about your dog right now, Jimmy. Like, just, my aunt said one kid took his laptop to the bathroom mm-hmm. with him and started pulling down his pants. And she was like, oh my God. Like, and yep. then the kid like realized, but she was like, yeah, like she was like that could have been very bad, and I don't know how to navigate that situation. It, you just can't make it up. You just really. Can't. I had one student literally must have mom must have like served him lunch, like as we were on call. I don't know why, but so he literally had a hot dog. He took it out of the bun, and in front of the screen, he's just waving the the hot dog, just like like playing with him. Like i just can't there goes the whole lesson how do you be the mature one like that's trying to like wrap it all together when some kid's got his hot dog i just can't i just can't do they know anything because i mean these kids i mean they don't know much about anything literally but you were in prep like going like in the beginning of the school year do they know anything about what you do in the gym because it's so like you could physically see a difference yeah, it's it's crazy. Like they didn't uh, I mean, I guess they met me when I was kind of a little more shredded. Mm-hmm. But like I, I usually try my best to stay covered up at work. Like I try to wear loose things. I try to wear oversized things yeah. just because I just feel more comfortable yeah. that way. And it, it's funny, like when I go in to teach, I'm like not bodybuilder me anymore. I just kind of like focus on just being Miss A. Yeah. Um, but like, they do notice, like if I take my jacket off, they'll, they're like, Miss A, you're, you're, what do they call it? Oh, you're buff, Miss A. I'm like, oh God. And they flex with each other all the time. Like they literally have flex downs. I'm like, can you stop? I'm in the middle of reading a story. So they definitely like so notice cute. it when they draw me, they draw me with muscle. Like, it's just like the <laughs> cutest little thing. So they see it and know it. Um, and I also do have like a couple of moms that follow me on Instagram okay. and like, they told them. So so like it, it is, is really so really cute. cool yeah yeah this is like the first year that my students kind of like have been mature enough and aware enough to kind of understand what was going on yeah I was um, wondering because I'm like it's phys- like uh, physical like you could see mm-hmm. obviously but I don't I don't remember at that age what yeah knowledge that is so funny it's I would a, keep those adorable. drawings forever that oh my god it's the best thing ever that they're is, so funny the kids are ruthless I read to my aunt's third grade class yeah last year for read across america day and they're mm-hmm. like how old are you and i was like 23 20 i think it was before my 23rd birthday so i was like 22 and they're like oh my god you're old do you have kids and i'm like no I so i could just see it like coming yes. into an like an off season them being like you gained weight or yeah something. Yeah, they, they thankfully they haven't said it in a bad way, but they definitely s- see that I have like muscle. They're like, "Whoa, you have!" <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my god!" I really like, remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's really funny to hear them and like what they say. They are brutally honest. It's yeah. actually hilarious. Yeah. See, that's like the funny part. So, I mean, I don't know if I could deal with 19 children at once. But sometimes you just gotta laugh. Like they don't know oh, yes. what they're saying is not like socially appropriate. <laughs> yep. It's just, it's just, they have no filter whatsoever. It's the greatest thing. It's going to be great for you years down the road though. When you see these kids like graduate high school and like doing things. Like I just remember my, my kindergarten teacher, when I got to like the end of high school, I ran into her and she was like, I can't, like I was her first year of teaching. Mm -hmm. 
she was like first of all I'm old second I can't believe like this is what you're going on to do with life I know my first year class graduates fifth grade next year like they move up from fifth grade and I'm like oh my god to watch my first class leave the building like that's gonna be like just surreal it's gonna be crazy That is insane. I can't believe it. I know. Like you said, time doesn't wait for anybody. It is so fast. I'm like, how? I see my students that like were five and like having accidents. And now I see them in like fourth grade and they're, you know what I mean? Have personalities and they're like cool. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Yeah. It's insane. It is really rewarding. It really is. Um, is there anything that you wanted to bring up that I didn't bring up? Cause I want to, I loved picking your brain and talking yeah. about these tiny humans. <laughs> tiny humans are great. You know, no, not really. Um, I don't know. No, I think we covered a lot. I was just looking at the time and I was like, I could talk your ear off forever. I know this was great. I felt like we weren't even on for a while. I that's know. Funny. I, well, that's why everyone that I asked is like, Oh, I'm like, I'm nervous. Like, what should I expect? And I'm like, I, we're just going to sit down and talk like just talk. we're friends because we are. <laughs> <laughs> because that's just what it is. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Do you want to tell everybody where they could follow you on Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is sure. that you are? Yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram. It's Amanda Dovar 654. And then I think my TikTok is the same thing. So mm-hmm. yeah. What's that? I said, I think it is too. Cause I follow yeah, I think it's the same thing awesome and I'll link everything um but thank you so much for joining me I hope everybody go look at Amanda on Instagram so you could put a face uh to the voice but thank you so much of course thanks for having me all right everyone well that pretty much wraps up this week's episode of confessions of a gym rat make sure you follow me on Instagram and TikTok at lifts with Liz follow the podcast on Instagram at confessions of a gym rat and give me a follow on YouTube at Lips with Liz. I hope you have a beautiful week and I will talk to you again next week a little bit later so I can tell you all about the ends. Bye.